this week on the Bamfcast. Do me a favor. Do everyone a favor. Die. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, Bamfcast. Episode 311. Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go in here, we, we go ahead and watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Sometimes we do themes, like the best theme ever, Black Exploitation History One. Right. All February this year. Every year. Every year. For now on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until the end of time. Yeah. Then we, we, we come in here and we talk about it for the first half. Then at the end of it, we rate it. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks. and robot jocks. Yes. Robot yep. Yup, 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 But the bad bad movies just stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags. As in douchebags after Twilight. Eww. Nope. Not our thing. Boo. Boo. So nope. week two, Black Exploitation History Month brings us 1972's Hammer. 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 Starring Fred the Hammer Williamson. Huh. Hammer. That worked out. I know. <laughs> it's pretty fortuitous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how about we do a quick plot summary and move along? All right. A dock worker becomes a prizefighter, but gets mixed up with a crooked manager. A sympathetic L- L.A. detective tries to set him straight, but he won't listen. And there's more, but we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Hammer. So I guess they were in L.A.? Yes. According to that, I don't believe I don't believe that for a second. I don't think that trivia is right. For that. No, they, they were at least in California. Were they? Yeah, because okay. the cop cars had California plates. Oh, well, I was looking the whole movie. I, I kept thinking they were like in Pittsburgh or Philly. Yeah, but... No, and at some point they said he was going to be the heavyweight champion of California. Yeah, all right. Yep, I missed that. Okay, but yeah, Hammer, Hammer, Fred Williamson. Yeah, he's been in several of our films. He has. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, this this movie has a lot of people that have been in a lot of things for us. <laughs> yes, some hardworking actors. Yeah, cross paths with us. But yeah, uh, Fred the Hammer Williamson, mostly known for 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Of course, <laughs> at three the hard yeah. way. I yeah, think. three the hard way. <laughs> and well, yeah, most other things besides uh, Bucktown, Bucktown, Black Caesar, which we have yet to do. But yeah, well, I don't think we're gonna do too good, too drama y. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't like. Yeah, drama. it happens. Yeah, but it also has William Smith, <laughs> who might be passing Steve James if this keeps up. It's getting close. Uh, because yeah, we had it from him from like. Hell Comes to Frogtown, uh-huh. both Busey 80s movies, Eye of the Tiger and uh, Bulletproof. Yep. Yep. Got Action USA. Yes. Black Samson. Yes. The Final Sanction. Yes. All these things. Yeah. He's, he's... I think you mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His voice is okay here. Whatever happens to him has not happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of like Busey pre. That was a pre, very strange sentence, Doc pre, Brown. <laughs> pre motorcycle accident. Yes. Busey. It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. So like, like, hey, something's you're, happened, you're, but yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I, I appreciate that during the movie, Harlow got him confused with Richard Lynch. <laughs> it's like, it's like, something is he happens the one who to gets this burned guy. later. And we're like, no. It's, I'm sorry, but I was wondering if, like, yeah, I was confused. Yeah. No. I was. I was just merging the two into one person. Mm-hmm. Old burn face and old burn <laughs> course. No. All right. No. Old scorchy yeah. and old gravelly. Yeah. yeah. Old gravel scorch. Together again. <laughs> All I those don't guys know. just getting together. Yeah. 
I was wondering if that what was what run his voice. I don't know. Yep. Also written by the guy who wrote uh, Slaughter's Big Rip Off and The Monkey Hustle. Oh, so, okay. A lot of a <laughs> okay. lot of ties in this one. Yeah. Plus, it's an MGM movie, like they all are. So, <laughs> well, at some point, MGM just bought all everything. Yeah, everybody's catalog. Yeah, right. That's what bankrupted them, right? Probably buying too many movies. <laughs> Just that's, buying that's what all I'm those. doing right now. <laughs> Bankrupting myself. On the same path. <laughs> I'm the new MGM. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just start licensing these out. I do. So yeah. See, yeah, like, yeah there's one to... problem. We don't like you as much. Oh. oh, oh I mean, I'm just oh. saying. Like we love MGM. Oh, we we really Chuck. like you. I know, but we love MGM. I understand. Like, it's poor. I'm, Chuck. That's I'm working hard. I mean, to... MGM's like our soulmate of movies. They are pretty good. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think that might be canon. MGM's just like. I don't know. Considering MGM's the, reliable. They bought a lot MGM of the canon is, library. Yeah. Usually when we see that line, we're like, oh, we're in for something good. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah, always. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so this movie. This okay. movie opens yes, with, yeah. uh, like, it's all the docks at first. Mm-hmm. Like, it's dock Hammer things. used to work on the docks. Yeah. He did. That's <laughs> well, it doesn't. It doesn't start there exactly. No? No. Because no. it's it's a Stargrove, first of all. Right. Right off the bat. Because oh, right. Hammer has a pretty awesome theme song. Yep. Hammer. Hammer talking about how he's an awesome brother. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. But yeah. it's it's he's a mean man. I kind of like the first shot of this movie is guys like it's credits are on like the top right corner and mm-hmm. it's just dudes boxing way down in the bottom left. And then they slowly pan out and you see two guys talking to each other. And one guy, you never see his face. You only see his back. But they they keep one long shot throughout the entire credits and they go to these guys making a deal. And they're they're talking about the docks and how there's a crate full of heroin that's going to be there. And it's going to have a million dollars worth of heroin in it. Million dollar crate of heroin. And cut to crate of heroin mm-hmm. <laughs> that's being loaded into a truck. Yeah. And uh, which we catch a glimpse of of Hammer. Just He's working. Yeah. Working with another dude. Yeah. And the other dude decides to, like, for some reason, like, won't let it go. He's like, hey, man, that, that doesn't need to go on that, tr- that truck. And the guy's like, hey, fuck you, shut up. <laughs> I'll put it where I want. And the guy's like, no, man, it doesn't go on that truck. Yeah. And, like, and it escalates to just a straight up fist fight. Pretty much. Like, I mean, the guy, like, we find out later because we don't really know the situation. We just see two guys talking over a crate and mm-hmm. it, it escalating really quickly. But the guy who is taking the one crate, obviously, full of the million dollars worth of heroin to the mm-hmm. wrong place, doesn't try a simple, like, no, no, last minute, this was told to go over here or something else. He's yeah. just like, hey, fuck you, let's fight. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's not how you say, stay in conspicuous. He never took guy. bad guy improv yeah. class. No. <laughs> he just, like, he just, <laughs> They Whatever. didn't prepare me for this. this <laughs> Aren't this... all improv classes bad? Guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and no. Yeah, uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so that guy just beat like the guy driving the forklift comes over and beats the crap out of Hammer's buddy. Yeah, and then Hammer's like, "All right, you need to stop doing that." And he's like, "Fine, <laughs> we're gonna fight." Yeah. And so Hammer proceeds to beat the Christ out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, he totally does. I mean, the beat guy the immediately well, out of Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, Terry Bradshaw-looking guy pulls out it, like pulls out a knife. He's like, "Oh, well, you're Fred Williamson. I'm not. I'm not fighting you fair." Yeah, right. And somebody tosses a meat hook. No, yes. first, first, so he grabs his jacket. He's just like, he's going to oh, do yeah. like the kung fu. I'm going to disarm you with a jacket thing. And yeah, then he slaughters it. He takes his. Yeah. Sh- yeah someone like, else is like, "Hey, hammer!" And yeah, tosses him a, a packing hook. Or right. hook or whatever. Yeah. Please, yeah. hammer, hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly sides are taken at the docks, where it's just oh, like yeah. these two are going to murder each other. Whose side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping hammer. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw's a dick. Mm-hmm. The Terry Bradshaw is already inside you. 
Yeah. <laughs> the Terry Bradshaw virus yes. is already inside. That too. But yeah, they uh, <laughs> the way these are filmed too, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I okay. They're filmed really <laughs> like they're filmed really close, but it's not like it's not as confusing as you'd think it would be for the camera being like right in dudes' faces right. and like you know, being as closely filmed as it is. I think Harlow said it felt like the cameraman was a participant in the fight. Yeah, that's and, the way it felt. Because yeah. I mean, like when the guy, like it kind of follows a punch as he hits the guy, and the guy falls down. And the camera guy just like falls down alongside of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you see the camera cast a shadow on him at one point. But, yeah, but I, you would think I wouldn't like it, but I kind of liked it. It's not bad. It hides the fact that early seventies movies didn't have good fight choreography. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just put the camera right in there and put a bunch of punching sounds in there, fine. Yeah, yeah that'll work. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good but, way around but it. But it works for both of them. And eventually, you know, he he beats the crap out of Terry Bradshaw. And then that's when we see William Smith, who was one of the dudes who'd been talking in the back. We're like, oh, we know he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, who who was that? And he's like, and the guy goes, oh, that's the hammer. It's BJ it's, Hammer. Yeah, BJ Hammer. BJ Hammer. Here everyone, I am. Yeah, everyone calls him the hammer. Yeah. It's like, huh, fire him, fire him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so Hammer's just like, I guess I'm fired. So yeah. he's, he's leaving. And his, his job sucked anyway. Yeah. And his buddy's like, hey, man, you can really fight. Why don't you come over and come with me and we'll go to mm-hmm. check this place out. And the guy will back you and train you and you'll be a fighter and such. Yeah. Does he introduce himself right away or is it only later that he has a name? Because like the dude's name is pretty badass. The guy that's like recruiting him to the evil boxing organization. Oh, no, right, no, 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 that guy's Rough not House is a different guy. Rough I thought House it was the guy who was outside the docks, not the same guy. No, no. Rough House was the boss who had to fire Hammer. Yeah. Who then goes to the big boss guy who's Sid. Yeah. Who does that guy ever show back up? The guy that recruited him? Does he have a part I don't of this? think he did. I thought he was the one who did the, the spare tire oh, deal later. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, yep. OK. OK. Yeah, because he's right. a big bald guy. Yeah. yeah. So isn't he also the sparring partner? Until that deal happens, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Early on, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but but Roughhouse is kind of like the the boss of the warehouse on the docks. Roughhouse, yeah, Roughhouse. It's his name. God, that's a good name too. Roughhouse. Roughhouse. Come but, yeah. on, but yeah, he go, he goes to Sid and is like, "Hey, man, I'm out. You know, I'll look the other way when you want to load crates and stuff. But I'm just, I don't want to get in the middle of this sort of crap. Yeah, with guys He's like, like I paid you back ten times over now. Yeah." I'm out. I'm done. This is over. I'm old. Yeah. And and Sid is just like, you sure? Come on, buddy. <laughs> We're still buddies, right? Remember when we lived the good life? Yeah. You can still keep living the good life. Mm. Come on. <laughs> Sid, by the way, for like a... He's not the top level bad guy in this movie. He's like one step down. Mm-hmm. But for a guy who's pretty much a dick, he's pretty gleeful. He's a jovial dick. He's very happy. It's like everything's yeah. going well, his and, way. And as we find out later on, he's more of the guy who's like, no, let's work it out. Let's do this. And William Smith is more the guy like, nah. Yeah. I think it's easier <laughs> if we just fucking kill this guy. Yes. Which, which really is his William Smith's solution to everything in this movie right. is, all right, I'm just going to murder him. Yes. Whatever the problem is, Sid comes up with a, hey, well, yeah. we'll, we'll send this guy to Canada. And William's yeah. just like, wait a minute. They're playing, they're, playing good, they're playing good cop, murder cop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got a plan. How about this? How about I just kill him? Yeah. How about All right. <laughs> I'll like, just pretend you didn't say that to me. <laughs> yeah. Because later on, he's like, we're going to. All right. We'll give him two grand and we'll send him to Quebec. Yeah. And he's like, it's probably cheaper if I just <laughs> fucking murder him. <laughs> 
well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're making fiscal sense. I, I... Cancel his flight. <laughs> I don't know if HR agrees with it, but financially, the CFO is probably pretty cool with that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> six on one hand. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, but, uh, we're... But, but yeah, Roughhouse basically is like, no, I quit, you yeah. know, and he, tra- he like Sid gives him a cigar. He's like, ah, we're still buds, right? Like, and he crushes the cigar. He's like, nah. He's like, nah, I'm out. Bye. Yeah. He's like, no, well, you'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And he's yeah. like, no, nah, yeah. it's not going to change. Yeah. That's when William Smith gives him the knowing look as he walks out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to fucking murder you. <laughs> you just wait, <laughs> yeah. guy. And, and like, Hammer and his buddy pass Roughhouse, like, walking in the room. It's the next appointment. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the buddy's just like, he can fight. Yeah. Let's make him fight. Yeah, he's real good. He should fight. Yeah. And Sid's like, yeah, all right. Why don't you fight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like. Go down to the gym and do a couple things and then get your stuff and you're going to live with this trainer and you're going to be the guy. You're going to fight. Yeah. It, 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 like, and this all happens super quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, are you Hammer? Yeah, I'm Hammer. Okay. Yeah, you're a boxer now. Cool. <laughs> right. There's there's a guy who recognizes him who's like, oh, you were the gold gloves champ five years ago. Blah, and, and Hammer's excited at that. He's like, yeah. Okay, see ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just go back to quick training montage. And then, yeah, it's basically like, okay burn your former life to the ground you're gonna come live in my house <laughs> yeah so because they they established that hammer is a good boxer yeah because like he's he's kind of having trouble with this one guy for a little bit gets takes a few hits and then just jacks him mm-hmm. just gives him an uppercut gives him the hammer freaking glass joe's that guy and <laughs> that guy's done yeah 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 so he's gonna be the next and, and also like uh their secretary you know who had been in the room or whatever when they first met is assigned to kind of just take Hammer around, do whatever, you know, like drive him around, yeah. take him out to clubs, do whatever. So he's like, all right, I got to go get my shit from my the old place. worst place in town. Oh. It, it's, yeah, it's like the one in Blues Brothers, you know, where they go <laughs> and they're like, all right, we're coming in. And like he goes to get his stuff, like he goes to pay his half, and this guy's like, "Well, I already got it from Mary." <laughs> yeah, ah. and he's like, "Oh <laughs> man, that's he's like, gross." Yeah, he's like, "That's no." All right. And then there's a guy in the hallway who laughs so hard he gets the cough going. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, he goes up to. He, the- he gets to his place. It's kind of amazing. Well, I don't. I don't think it's really his place. He, gets, he yeah, gets to he, the place where he's been staying, right? But it's a it's this lady's house or, or a, apartment or what? I, I don't looks like a hotel room. I don't know. But like he opens the door and it's like opening the door was like attached to her string <laughs> because it's just like all of a sudden it's just like <laughs> well she's right there yeah, like yeah. you just, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like I mean she oh. she just lays into him about within a foot of the door, yeah. screaming at him, yeah, because yeah. there was a shot when they drove up of a silhouette in a window. Mm-hmm. So she was watching them pull up. And so she mm-hmm. uses that as just ammunition against him. Something fierce, which is just, yeah. how dare you roll up here with some hoe in your car? Mm-hmm. You know, just like, who do you think you are? And he is just like, he never says a word. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just he's just opening his, his suitcase and she's throwing like, his stuff in This it. is your last chance. You're going to have to get out. And he's like, in the mean, you know, it's like, I'm, I am getting out. <laughs> I'm packing my shit. Um, but then she's just basically like, you know, you're never going to find anything as good as this. And like opens her shirt. And he's just like, well, eh, whatever. Why would you leave me <laughs> yeah. on? And he's like, oh. Yeah. 
As yeah, I should go. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I want go. you to know I'm Fred Williamson. Yeah. So actually, I kind of am. I'm Fred Williamson. That. That's one breast, and <laughs> it's not that good. Yeah. Bye. Gotta go. <laughs> but this this scene just really sets the stage of wherever Hammer goes, people just throw a wet blanket over top of him. Oh, yeah. Like, immediately. Like, he just walks into a room and people yell at him or berate him or tell him what he's doing or what he's yeah. supposed to do. Or Like, everyone in this movie is like the cops in Willy Dynamite. They're just, just like, whatever you're doing, yeah. we're going to tell you it's wrong and shit on you. Yes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But man, it goes on for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she like she throws something out the window at them as he's getting in the car and she's and yeah. Lois is just like, You forget anything? He's like, I don't think so. Yeah, I just we could go now, please. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just move on. Uh about this time, you got old Rough House. His he's dressed up for a night on the town, he's got his pimp cane. He's Oh man, he is styling. Yeah. He goes he's... to the diner. So like is he uh, let me understand the hierarchy here. He is like doc manager. By day, yeah. Pimp by night, numbers runner. Pimp by night, yeah. Okay. Yes. It's also established that he's one of the Xboxers, yeah. as well. He's yeah. not a PlayStation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's he's done with his fighting. Former boxer. <laughs> okay. He's a former boxer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. God damn it. Yeah. But you know, he's just walking the street. You know, mm -hmm. talking to well, the yeah, peeps. he's he's going to the poker game. Yeah, in a bit. Passes by uh, Derville Martin, who's mm -hmm. in every fucking one of these. Yeah, like I don't even know how that's possible. Like he just yeah. lived on the studio set. And was he just must like, have because he this guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he directed Dolomite, so I mean, he's just always around somewhere mm -hmm. doing shit. But man, it's just every one of these seems like it says and Derville Martin as somebody. Yeah. And he's just, you know, they're on the street, and he's got cronies who laugh at everything he says. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what it is, but he's just like, "Hey, man, just come play cards with us." And he's like, "Nah, I'm, I got business. Mm -hmm. Business, ha ha ha." Just like, yeah, okay, guy, we'll see you later. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And at this point, William Smith chases him into an alley with, yeah. in his car. Yes, a and dead eventually end alley. runs him over at the end of a dead end alley. Yeah, yeah, squishes him. Which, yeah, they then cut back to Fred Williamson at the club <laughs> with Lois. And that's when we see Rerun is in the club. Yeah, Fred Perry. Yep. <laughs> Did we determine it was definitely him? Oh, yeah. It was? Yeah, okay. yeah. He's uncredited as, as club dancer. Yes. But I had to look it up. I was like, that's Rerun, right? Yeah. But I mean, he's, I mean, totally he's rerunning even, all yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say, he's even doing the rerun <laughs> He's dance. doing all the rerunning. Yeah. Which, uh, which made me so, say, like, so, was the cast or the casting director of what's happening just like, hey, get that guy and make him do what he was doing in Hammer? Maybe. I don't know what he's famous for that ended up yeah. on mm. what's happening, but what's he's happening? doing it here. Part of the Hammer cinematic universe. <laughs> yes, they're all interconnected. Some general good times. Yeah. So if that's not enough to make you want to hang out in this club with Rerun doing his mm -hmm. thing, man, this place is awesome. Oh, it's this place jamming. rules. Because, yeah. like, like, the music is dope. Well, like, the best thing about this club is, like, nothing feels like it fits, which is what makes it feel all awesome. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> there's a there's an, an excellent mix of clientele yes. for 1972. Yes. Just, I'm going to say that. But, like, if you look around, like, the front is all stage and, you know, there's martial stacks, small ones and things like that and all things that would be part of a performing set. But, like, when the camera pans around, it's all, like, nautical themed. There's, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. fishing nets and shit on the walls. Like and stuff. It's, like, restaurant. it's really bizarre and <laughs> yeah. weird and awesome yeah. all at yeah. the same time. 
And there's like, like a of, chef's table right next to the stage. <laughs> it's one of those places that's just accumulated stuff over yeah. many years and has never had anybody to guide its theme and no. just doesn't matter. It's dark yeah. in there and there's yeah. always something happening. Yeah. So who so cares like, what's on the wall? It's like the best version of TGI Fridays is what you're saying. The best possible <laughs> thing that could happen at TGI Fridays <laughs> would still not be a blip on the radar of this place. <laughs> okay. This is like TGI Saturday nights though. Because like that's how good it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty good. This lady gets up there to dance, and she's kind of in a dominatrix outfit-ish. Kind of? Um, she's got a big rope. Yeah. We thought it was a whip at first, but it's just a rope. It's just rope. Are you sure? Is it? Yeah. It I'm sure pretty looked, sure it was a... Sure looked like a whip to me. Yeah, it looked like a whip. Yeah. She, well, she never cracked it. it. No, she, she yeah. just held it. It's really easy to fuck yourself up if you don't know what you're doing with a <laughs> yeah. whip. Which probably seems like... A whip you don't crack is just a rope. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Wow, that's deep, man. Well, I'm, I'm taking Confucius a stand here. Say. You can. It's not a whip until you crack it. You can stay seated. It's still a whip. <laughs> it's like a glow stick. If you don't crack the glow stick, what is it? It's just a stick. A stick All right. Liquid. No, it's not. No. Listen. No. But you no, don't no, understand wait, wait, wait. how how the a glow stick of is still a glow stick. And, it, yeah. It's a glow stick with potential energy. Right. It's, it's just like a whip. Yeah. It's got potential. It's oh, a, you a, rope? a construction oh, no, wait, thing. Well, also, a whip uh, tapers. Tapers, and it has a cracker on the end. <laughs> Wait. There, there is okay. There's such a thing. So you're saying if you whip a white guy, then it becomes a whip. I'm out. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, look, we need to get out of this topic. Let's just let's just agree to disagree. All right. Some of us think it was a rope. Some of us think it was a whip. That part doesn't matter because it's a nice looking lady who then proceeds to start taking off her clothes. And yeah. then she goes over and dances right in front of Fred Williamson's yeah. table as Fred Williamson is basically putting the moves on the other lady. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, hold up. I'm hey. not easy. And I don't. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get your shit together. Get your man. shit together. And then maybe I'll consider you. But don't get me wrong. I'm not looking to get married either. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever, baby. That's that's fine. Let's let, let's go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's leave. Take yeah. me home. Take me to bed. Yep. <laughs> and then leave. But yeah, she she drops him off at home. It's yeah. like, all right. Good luck getting your shit yeah. together. Well, yeah, because he said, you know, good things are worth waiting for, right? Yeah. She's like, mm, damn right. Yeah. But yeah, drops him off at home and he goes in and I guess that's when the other, is it the other guy or is it the professor who's going to sleep so it's in trainer, the next room? The the guy from Mike Tyson's punch out. Okay. Yeah. It's professor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is the professor. All right. The professor so, who enjoys a good glass of scotch and milk. Yep. Yeah. Like the nightcap of champions. Like at Skilk. first it's sitting on his, on his, on his like nightstand. Like there's a <laughs> bottle of, of, of scotch and a carton of milk. And we're like, well, that's an odd combination. And then he proceeds to pour himself one. And it's like, that's kind of gross. Yeah. But he, is that a thing? Is that a like? Is that a thing people enjoy? Know, but they were in a bar later, and there was milk on the bar. Well, yeah, as well. it was his. No, that was his spot. Okay, well, like someone ordered him the scotch and milk. It's like the world's worst white Russian. Yeah, I think he's drinking milk out in public, and he's putting scotch in it at home. <laughs> I, I think that's the. the I think so that's he just the wants everyone to think no, that he's milk I, drunk he's just, when he's, he's actually just, drunk. No, he wants to, <laughs> he wants everybody to think he's just a milk drinking guy. But at home, he he's like, "Fuck this! Life shit. sucks." I'm drinking all the scotch because I'm the. So off- it's like an Irish coffee, but yeah. Hey, okay. I hey. may be sober now, but I'm drinking milk. <laughs> and pretty soon, I'm going to be fucked up. 
Alicia, it's gonna get milk drunk. Yeah, the only thing I drink is milk. Got scotch. And if it fucks me up, then it fucks me up. I'm just I'm ask- not drunk. I'm just I can't asking. Be over the limit because I'm just drinking milk. <laughs> Need to wear off this milk. You got any scotch? <laughs> I'm all fucked up on two percent. So I got forty proof two percent. Oh, somebody slipped me whole. Ooh, oh, man. Well, that's what? Whoa. That's a that's a, that's a you need to talk scene. to the police. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's that not yeah, good. Uh, no, 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 all right. So I'm curious if it's like is this is this a real thing that people drink? I, I don't know. Write in. If Just, you've ever had a scotch and milk, yeah. write in. I mean, the scotch exists from the room, so yeah. the skilk must exist as well. Sure. Someone somebody somewhere mm. drinks skilk. Yeah. But anyway, he hears Hammer come home and he's like, All right, good. Yeah. He's back. He's good. I can go to bed now. I don't hear any ladies in there. Yeah. So. However, <laughs> that's when uh Sid's woman. Yeah. Who's kind of been lurking in the background? She doesn't doesn't there. have much to say, but she just kind of comes in and is like, "Hey, I like you," and takes her clothes off and hops in bed with the hammer. The hammer's like, "Well, I, yeah, this like, yeah. I was watching a sexy lady dance, and mm. my lady wasn't interested. So, yeah, all right, yeah, we can make this happen. Yeah, yeah, and and we can, we can get busy. Seventies yeah. Amy Schumer. Yeah, and they, <laughs> yeah, and they keep cutting to the professor next door. Like, you know, putting the pillow over his head. Yeah, and just he's like, like uh... eventually he's like, God damn it. And so he makes a phone call. And then so Lois suddenly calls. Yeah. Like, hey, just making sure you got in. OK. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you dropped me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, we... but he leaves her hanging for like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, at least 45 seconds while he's like he telling just... the other girl. He's like, you can go now. But he just tells her by looking at her. Yeah. He's just like. <laughs> and mm. she's like, she's oh, whatever slowly just climbing over yeah. him to get out. Yeah. And then the conversation is basically like, just want to make sure you got in. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm doing good. I'm good. Going to bed. Okay. Now. Good night. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. But meanwhile, William Smith is waiting outside mm-hmm. and gets all creepy and yeah. William Smithy in a way around. that you would expect William Smith to be in these movies. He gets, mm-hmm. and then it gets even more awkward and then it gets even super awkward. Yeah. And she kind of like, She's like, all right, well, maybe I can use my feminine charms yeah. on him. Which stuns him for about 15 seconds, just like, nah. And then he's like, nah. But yeah, then his, <laughs> then his then racism his, kicks yeah, back in. <laughs> his racism murder boner kind of kicks back in, and he's like, does, yeah, that's yeah. not. No. I don't live for that. Right. But, you know. Yeah. But luckily, he like all he does is kind of grab her neck, and she's like, ah. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't go any further than that. No. She's. Which pivotal for the rest yeah. of the movie mm-hmm. i think she makes like hand contact with some things and he's just like don't touch me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know don't ra- touch racism. me racism racism <laughs> racism, racism. Yes. racism grumble yeah. racism yes yep racism <laughs> racism <laughs> yeah. yeah from this point there's a bunch of training montages yep he gets better we, at boxing yeah we get the mike tyson's punch out scene yeah trainers on a bike yep <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there's also a couple boxing wins. Mm-hmm. So it shows that he's, you know, he's he's booked fights. He's been training. He's doing well. And then it gets to, you know, meanwhile, we've had the cop. I don't think we've brought him up yet. He was the one who recognized Hammer. Yeah. He was like, hey, you're the gold gloves guy. Mm-hmm. But it's never clear who he is until this part. Yeah. But he, well, I mean, he had. He's always there up earlier. Yeah. He keeps showing up around because he does come to the training. Uh. At some point and says, hey, 
you know, here's what happened to uh, to Roughhouse. You know, right. it's, it's yeah. funny all these Xboxers for Sid all keep turning up dead. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And Hammer's like, whatever. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm just Hammer here to box. throughout is just like, you're a cop. I'm not bothering with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not clean. Doing anything. I'm clean, so leave me alone. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you're clean, but everyone else is dirty. Just so you know, he's ha- like, Hammer Man, is not. I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah, Hammer is not a driving force in this movie. He is Mm-mm. just there while the events of the movie are happening around him. It's yeah. not until late in the game where he's just like, whoa, hold on, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> but eventually this leads to the guy who kind of like recruited hammer yeah to he's gotta do something for sid it's a drug deal which is yeah picking up a car that's got a bunch of uh bunch of that bunch of that heroin yeah in the spare tire <laughs> dad heroin dad heroin <laughs> dad rin <laughs> yeah yeah and this is that a black tar it's a long car chase it's not particularly notable but it's mm-hmm. not bad yeah um it ends dumb because guy just doesn't see a giant pile of garbage and mm-hmm. crashes into it car catches on fire yeah because the cop has been tailing this guy yeah and knows something's up right but yeah but that yeah, guy I mean, gets away there's there's one shot in the middle of that that car chase where a cop car like pulls out and is right behind him and then decides to do a big <laughs> not quite donut but just like a big circle yeah and like, then go I'll straight wait for again my back up to pull ahead and then i'll yeah. back hey, up that guy dude, cops like donuts mm-hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> it's true it is they true. do it's true um uh, yeah the best part of this entire sequence is at the very end where the cop gets like the giant kilo of drugs and just kind of cracks it open in the middle and yeah. basically just sticks his face well, yeah. well he goes i only need a couple ounces yeah and we're like to do what yeah he's just like he does the cop thing where he tastes it he's like oh yeah this. yeah but he doesn't pull out a little bit yeah. and take, he just puts the bag on his face yeah. he does motorboat like, the heroin yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, it's, it's like, like a tube rubbing and he, it into his gums he like pixie sticks that thing just yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah this is the good shit oh yeah <laughs> oh definitely heroin man this tastes so good <laughs> so yeah and that guy goes back to Sid, and that's the whole thing we were talking about before. Where he's oh, like, yeah. you got to get me out of town. And Sid's like, yeah, we'll send you to Canada. You can go be a sparring partner up there. Everything's fine. Just yeah, go we're already pack. working on it. We'll give you a couple grand. We'll yeah. get you up to Canada. You'll be good. He's like, sweet. I'll go pack. <laughs> and then William Smith is like, how about we just kill him? Well, yeah, William Smith, <laughs> the way William Smith justifies, he's like, you know he's going to talk, right? Yeah. Eventually and he's, and he's like, talk. no, we're getting him out of town right now. He's like, yeah. let me handle this. <laughs> and Sid's like, You'd probably kill me if given the chance. So yeah, yeah, let's... do it. Do what you want. Yeah, go go talk. He's or <laughs> I just realized that Winston goes. I'm just gonna go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you yeah, go talk to him. Sure, you just well. To be fair, he did talk to him. Yes, yeah. he did. As he fucking murdered him. Yeah, he gave him a lethal dose of heroin. Yeah, yeah. Like, Here, enjoy. And what what's the thing he says to him? Um. Shoot for the moon, jackass. Or something something yeah. like he says some some cold know. shit as he's firing him up. Say hi to the moon for me, jackass. <laughs> yeah. He says something. Like you're taking a trip to, to the, the moon, moon or yeah. something like but that. But he says soar like, to the moon. Soar to the moon. Because yeah. I thought he said sword to, sword to the moon. <laughs> oh, that's which, right. Yeah. yeah, it was even better. Yeah. Sword to the moon. Yeah, is but he's my like sword album. to the moon. Well, it seems like you get stabbed in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that guy's dead. Granted, the way some of these people go out in this movie. Not a bad way to go, drug overdose. No, at I, least I, he's going to be like out of his mind. Not, yeah. yeah. And he's going to be high either way as a kite. Either way, that guy is yeah, that guy's done. Yeah. <laughs> so and 
after this, you know, I, I it's hammers at a party at Sid's house. I he's, guess he's getting he's going up the social ladder because he's becoming better at boxer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's at a party at Sid's he's house, leveling up at boxing. Yeah. He's he's there, you know, and just socializing with people, and then he gets into it with you know like a whatever group. Uh, just yeah, there's one guy who's just like, hey man, you bumped into me, and he's like, sorry, yeah, you know, and he's like, kind of oh, cool you're with it. sorry, and the, guy, and the well, guy's like, well, look at you, yeah, Mister whatever, you know. Once again, the world just shitting on Hammer for no particular reason, it's like bourgeois n word, you know, it's like. Yeah. Oh, hey, and, you know, Hammer's just like, sorry, man, you know, we'll yeah. talk about this later. And he's yeah, like, he's like, we're at a party. We're having a good time. Yeah, he's like, I'm, no, you sold out and blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait a minute. Why are you at this party? First of yeah, all, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who invited that, that you to was come my thought, exactly. and criticize like, all the guests? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing goes nowhere. It's just it's just another instance of Hammer turning a corner and someone just shitting directly on him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Hammer, you're an asshole. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, man, I'm just a boxer. I'm just doing my thing. Mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Yeah, and but he goes. He Lois is like, well, let's get out of here, man. Yeah. And and the professor too is like, man, the vibes all weird here. I gotta go. And he goes up to get his jacket, and that's when when uh, Sid's wife or whatever is like the white hammer. Lady. It's you. Yeah. You Take you've me. been dodging me for <laughs> so long, and he's like, yeah, um, yeah, you're gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a nice, respectable lady now. Right. And uh, you're nasty. I'll see you later. Yeah. And he he leaves, and then immediately, like, Sid's right there. Yeah. And she's like, ah. I'm sorry. And Sid's like, listen. <laughs> maybe, listen. Maybe stop doing yeah. that. And it's kind of implied. He's like, I don't care if you do that. Yeah. Just don't do it in front of everybody else. Yeah. Just. I mean, she was basically taking her shirt off while exiting yeah, the party through a group of other people just upstairs there goes hammer oh yeah. <laughs> ma'am no <laughs> yeah. wait your turn so but yeah from here cue the sexy music and the soft focus lenses well, wait, there, there's a there's a part before they're leaving the party that's a really good line what's that because um they've killed they've killed the guy off screen you know mm-hmm. and he says something like you know after he defuses the militant guy he's like Man, let's just take this party. Uh, let's go find this guy and have a party or whatever like that. Yeah. And the, that's like right when the cop walks in, and he goes like, "Yeah, well, he's already having a party in the morgue with God." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. Oh, he's having a party in the morgue that God threw for him or something like that. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's just like <laughs> that's a <laughs> really like, good line. And yeah. once again, the cop is hanging out wherever Sid is at all times, and he's always like. Man, this how did the cop get invited to the party? I don't know, but he's always just like, there's something weird going on with everybody Sid's involved with. They all die or sell drugs or... Well, I think he just shows up. He's like, I'm a cop. Stop me, motherfucker. He's always welcome, though. I mean, he's always there. And it's not like he's... Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he knows Sid's crooked. The, the way you're describing it makes it sound like this guy's like, man, there's something odd going on. That's it's, how I, it felt to me. It felt to me like he didn't have a clue that Sid was in on this. He just was always hanging no, out with it, Sid. That's just I how, don't know. That's how I took it. it. It just seemed weird that he was always just like, man. I felt like he was just die. always looking for some kind of evidence. Like Sid's just going to be like, oh, you're here. Yeah. Check that out. You know, like it's a bold strategy to always yeah. hang out with the guy <laughs> that you're looking to bust and just be, to hang out with him all the yeah. time. In the room while he's talking about mildly shady shit. He wants to gain his confidence. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. But Ham- anyway, yeah. Hammer's they- basically just like, look, pig, I don't have time for this pig bullshit, bacon, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Get out of my way. <laughs> yep. 
I got frisky time. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. And then he goes and does that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we all do when we find out someone that we know has died from a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, sexy you, time. You give it yep. to your lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which leads to a romance montage uh-huh. where, where now another Stargrove song plays as yeah. they wake up the next morning. Yeah, they're in love and they're in the park and they're playing basketball with yeah. children <laughs> and, and just... he gets fucking schooled. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> Fred Williamson sucks at basketball. First off, I mean, they have their sexy time music, which leads into like day breaks and suddenly it becomes the Stargrove song yep. because it's like, it's morning time. You just had yeah. sexy time with your lady. <laughs> yeah. We had our special time and I'm thinking of you. Now let's take a shower. Yeah. Rub each other vigorously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah. But yes, no, Fred Williamson cannot make a basic oh, yeah. layup. And no. Lady's yeah, just like, this bad. is how you do it. Yeah, and Lady does it, and everyone's like, oh! Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, ha I'm a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From here, it goes to more boxing. Yeah. And, well, and at it, some point, they say that he's been boxing for a year. Yeah, it like cuts out of this montage to, like, well, Hammer, you've been boxing for a year now, and it's time mm-hmm. for the big leagues. And it's like, whoa, okay. No. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened in a very short period of mm-hmm. time, and then nothing happened for a very long period of time. Yeah, and there's been a little bit, I guess, from the cop and some other people are like, man, you're good, but you're not that good to keep winning all the time. Yeah, and, and he's like, that up. And, and he's doing his, his whole thing like, no, man, it, no, no way. Yeah. I, I'm that good. I'm clean. And then he goes to the he goes to the gym to kind of get out of his aggressions. Yeah. Did, did we well, just... He's he's had one fight where he could tell the guy through the fight. Like he barely touched the guy and the guy right. went down. He's like, he got a little angry. About he's that. like, hang on. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. I think that was right before the party. Okay. I, I, I think it was right before the scene. I think he's like, yeah, I, just I finish it. Right. Because like, you know, he doesn't get messed up at all because he's, you know, he's winning these fights so easily. And I think yeah. he's just like, stop the car. I need to think about this mm-hmm. and goes to the gym. And I don't think we really talked about that there's the old guy that's like punch drunk at the at the gym. Yeah, he's yeah. just like they, I, I don't know. Everyone calls him champ or whatever. It's just like because like the first time Hammer walks in and starts showing him stuff, he's the guy that comes over and is like, "Let me at him. I'll take him. Yeah. I, I could be this jump." And, and mm-hmm. the the professor guy is just like takes him aside. He's like, "No, man, he's not at your league. Let me train him for a while. Mm-hmm. But then you know, then you can have your shot." Yeah, but like, yeah. but this is like guy like lives in his yeah. sweats, lives yeah. in the gym. Yeah, he lives in a cot like, in the literally corner. lives in a cot in the yeah. corner of the gym, mm-hmm. and so like. I don't know why, but Hammer comes in, you know, he's like turns on the lights and just kind of like moseying up to the heavy bags, like, you know, about to like take out some aggression and doesn't notice that that guy's in the background. Mm-hmm. And so, he, you know, he throws us straight to the to the heavy bag and the guy's like, good. Yeah. <laughs> like he does it one more time. And like, and it's only like the second time and like Hammer's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I forgot this guy was here. He <laughs> lives here. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But that's when the old guy's like, they're just going to use you and spit you out. And they've been they've been giving you all these fights and you, you don't have the heart. Yeah. And all this other stuff. And while he's yelling at him, he starts hitting the bag and he's the way they frame it. It's like he kind of thinks he's back in the ring. So Mm -hmm. you've got like crowd noise while he's screaming from his perspective. But of course, obviously, it's not there. Um, But Hammer's just eventually like whatever and just wanders away Mm -hmm. while the guy is still ranting and raving and and hitting the bag. So Hammer's really he's kind of picking up on the context clues, but he's not he's not putting anything together. He's not really getting mad. He's yeah. just like, man, this people are telling me things. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. grr, I'll just keep yeah. walking. Yeah. So then this leads to him just walking down the street. He goes back to his old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's where he sees Mary, the woman who had been screaming at him. Yeah. In the apartment. Working on the street. Yep. She's a prostitute. Yep. And she gives him the business. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to get some business. Well, yeah. well he yeah. sees her and he's like, here, give me some. Give, yeah, let me well, give he, you some money so that you can get off the street. And he, just, he gives us like. 
Oh, man. Please don't do it. Here, take some money. She's yeah. like, oh, hell no. Yeah. You sold out, mm-hmm. Jive Turkey. Yeah. You're terrible. You're the worst. Yeah. And <gasps> man, to take that from a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A clearly drugged out whore telling you that you've sold your soul. He's like, well, maybe I did. I don't know. I'll, I'll, mm. Let me go see what my buddies think. <laughs> but yeah, he goes to the old pool hall. Yeah. Which is where. Um, where Derville Martin's yeah, comedy Durville club Martin is happening. Is again. <laughs> and they are just like ripping on here. And it's like. Like the way they presented Hammer is it's like, like you don't fuck with him because he's a boxer and he will beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. But these guys just like, are like, ah, look at you all he comes, fancy and maybe you'll get the key to the city now. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in and he's just like, hey, let's play some pool. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you come off your ivory tower to play pool with us with your fancy furs and your stupid things and you are have money now. Yeah. And, and he's just like, look, cut the shit. I'm just a, he's like, I'm just a boxer. I'm a boxer. I'm, I'm a good boxer. Yeah. And you're going to show up to the fight wearing your fur coat and your fur hat and your fur other stupid and shit. Your alligator shoes. Yeah. And- so stop pretending. He just walks out. Yeah. And, and he kind of shuts him up. Yeah. But then as soon as he leaves, that's when he's like, ah, <laughs> that guy. Whatever. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Ha ha. Fuck hammer. <laughs> Fuck hammer. Yeah. Yeah. That's my porn name. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck hammer. Yeah. But this, this of course, becomes the time where like Sid goes to his higher up. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hammer's ready. Let's put yeah. him in the title fight. It's time." And the main guy's like, "No, it's it's been a good run, but he's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in the rematch he'll go over, and then that'll be a good story." So, yeah, and you know, we'll get like five more years out of him. Yeah. So you know, boxing is wrestling in this movie. This is the <laughs> the the guy we never see his face. He's just his boxing. The, in this he's movie. just <laughs> the man. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's just the white guy calling the shots. He was just a voice. Yeah. He's just yeah. dubbed whoever this guy is. But man, Sid Sid is kind of excited for Hammer. He's like, it's time. Yeah. It's Hammer time. You know, and and he, he's clearly deflated when he's told like, no, he's going to take a dive. Sid's mm-hmm. just like, man. All right. Well, no, he doesn't do that. Sid's pissed. Well, he is, but I'm just when he leaves the office, he's just like, "All right, whatever you say." And... No, because don't they meet at the restaurant? Well, it's oh, Professor. Oh, Sid, 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 Sid. Yeah, I'm Professor sorry, gets I'm, I'm getting yeah. Sid in the no, no, no. no I'm yeah. just saying. I'm, yeah, I'm saying Sid yeah. when he leaves yeah. Mr. Big's like, office. Yeah, he's, Sid is not. He's happy the middle. About he's the middle it, management but... of this evil empire. But you know, he's yeah. Like, it really turns out like Sid kind of doesn't have any power whatsoever, no. and he doesn't. He can't make any decisions on his own. No. He, and that even comes up in a speech later. Yeah. He's basically like the Don King if there was somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings. Yes. Because like... Which he's, there probably was. He's got the connections and everything and he let it go to his head so he's big timing it around here. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I, I I get the impression he really did start from some sort of boxing beginnings. Yeah. And these guys got their fingers in and like, he was, you know... He was the professor's manager. Right. Yeah. So, so like, you know, he's just turned evil by circumstance. Yeah. yeah. He just... But, Got a job in the machine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's when he and William, when Sid and William Smith go to the professor and are yeah. like, all right, here's what's got to happen. And professor's like, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck everything about this. So I'm not doing it. Yeah. It happened to me because of you. And it, no, not doing it. Mm-hmm. And he, and Sid's like, all right. <laughs> and professor storms off. Well, before he storms off, he gives him the line. Right. There where he goes. Where, where Sid's like, oh, come on, you know, we, we'll be fine. It's, yeah. you know, Hammer will be fine. We can do all this. And he goes, do me a favor. Do everyone a favor. Die. <laughs> and then he gets up and leaves. Yeah. 
And man, he, it, it, Sid and William Smith just kind of look at each other like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then William Smith is, let me talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which by now, Sid's got to be like, Ugh. Well, Sid is kind of pleading, like, I can take care of this. I can yeah. do this. I can, I can talk, talk some him. sense into him. And William Smith's like, no, you can't. Yeah. It's not going to happen. He's like, let me talk to him. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, just don't talk to him too strongly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't use any harsh language. Right. Yeah. Right. The um, harshest language. Yeah. But then William Smith gets a bunch of goons and mm-hmm. they beat the shit out of the professor. Yeah. Yeah. The 60 year old dude by himself at the gym. Well, almost by himself at the gym, because as we, we mentioned, you know, Punchy, it lives in the corner in the cot. Mm-hmm. So he, of course, like comes around the corner and he's as he's like getting, you know, he gets like the little tap on the on the cheek and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, don't what we say. And he's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. And so like eventually it. Ends up like they end up like pulling out like like a little blackjack thing. They're just like you know beating him across the face. Well, yeah, and, like, well, he that's when he spits blood. Right. In, oh, he takes like the most face. prolonged like oh, just man. like hawking like you know the thing is like if you're if you're the dude like trying to get somebody to you're, if you're trying to core somebody you know don't stand within spitting distance no. when they look like they might spit at you because mm-hmm. yeah. if you've seen any movie you know that's going to happen but like he gives them time even because he's like <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> And he <laughs> blows yeah. William Smith's hair back. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is like it's, he get his. It, it's a good spit take. It's like he gets hit with one of those glaucoma tests of just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bang. And he's uh, like, oh, no, you did not. <laughs> and he just he turns to his guys. He goes, waste him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they just start, they start going to town, just beating the shit out of them right. now with this with this little club or whatever. And um, so Punchy comes around the corner and sees all this and takes off to f- go find Hammer. Yeah, and he, he does. He goes and gets Hammer like quickly. I don't know how he knew where he was or anything. Mm. I guess maybe he'd been hanging out at this place, but he's always at the same. Place. Whatever. So like he comes running in and just you know in his punch drunk way, he's just like they're beating the shit out of the Professor. We gotta go by. Yeah. And, like <laughs> and he grabs a pool. He, cue pull, on he the grabs way a pool. Out. Like he's not completely gone because he grabs a pool cue and everyone else just takes like because Hammer is sitting there talking with the cop and again the cop is like man you don't even know what you're getting your-. he's you know, pulling the same routine you don't know what you're getting yourself into mm-hmm. and he walks in and says this and he's like oh and they all take off you know cop stays outside to call for backup but mm-hmm. hammer and punchy go in and like <laughs> hammer and punchy <laughs> <laughs> this week on hammer and punchy but yeah i mean and they basically like either beat the shit out of or chase off the rest of the dudes mm-hmm. and william smith gets away yeah of course yeah. because yeah but yeah, that's when that's when the hammer decides to go straight to Sid. Yeah. It's like, what is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm I'm gonna beat the hell out of you. What's you know and he's like, You gotta throw it, man, because he William Smith's got Lois. Mm-hmm. He's like, You gotta do what they say or it's gonna be bad. Yeah. And he goes on this whole rant about how there's always <laughs> someone in control of somebody else. No mm-hmm. one's has power over themselves. Yeah. Uh Hammer says something cool to him on the way out yeah forget what it was but yeah there's a lot of good lines in this movie yeah but yeah he he just punches him in the stomach and he's like all right we're done here and yeah yeah and then it's detective montage to find lois right because it's him and the detective just going around town and there's like one scene where you, the he, the cop is asking a bunch of kids sitting on a stoop <laughs> and the kids are like yeah. yeah whatever pig yeah get out of here oinker yeah. <laughs> well, it seemed like they talked to him, and then the second he turned around, he did oh, like yeah. the, the kick of the air motion, like you know, you see him basically say like, "Get yeah. out of here, pig!" Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. and this goes right until like the start of Hammer's 
title fight, basically. Yeah, he's he's basically in the training room. Yeah. And he's telling the cop, like, look, you need to find Lois. I'm not taking this dive. Yeah, they already told me I have to go down in the last round. Yeah, like, the, the idiot's going to tell me when to go down, and I have to go down, but I'm not going to do it, so you need to find Lois. Mm-hmm. So the cop's like, oh, all right, fine. So he just decides to step up his detective game. And uh, yeah, because he does say, rather quickly. Yeah, he does say at the end, he's like, yeah, well, the last lead was a dead end. Yeah. So it's like, we don't know what he does during the fight. Yeah. He just, he goes and talks to a guy's like, oh, yeah, he's with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then that guy says, yeah, they're over there. And leads right well, she, to. Because he finally eventually went back to uh, 70s Amy Schumer. And she was all beat up. Oh, right. And, right. and she's, she's sold like, out. Basically, he's like, I don't know where she is, but this guy does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, <laughs> there's a there's an opportunity for a really bad yet really funny joke because like, you know, she's just she's just a drunk. Yes. Drunk slut throughout this whole thing. Right. And so like, there's one point like he's trying to get information out of her. She's t- trying to take a swig off a bottle. He takes it away and, until she talks. And then like when she finally gives up the information. He hands her the bottle back and goes like, "Knock yourself out." <laughs> he should have said like, "Well, it looks like someone already did." Yeah, because <laughs> like, I mean, she's just all beat to shit. She but, is beat to hell. She's not a very redeemable character. No, she's movie, not. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, so he now has the information. He goes and leans on the guy who actually gives up the actual location, mm-hmm. yeah. and it turns out Terry Bradshaw <laughs> is holding her hostage. Right. And this scene, like, man, like the this is inter- intercut with like the the fight the big fight has already started mm-hmm. so like it's hammer versus like i guess the number one contender for the irish, belt. Joe, irish brady. joe brady yeah and he's like the the plan is they say he's supposed to go down in the last round so that they have a good show right mm-hmm. um he's you know playing along with the fight right now because so far lois is still in danger yeah and it basically says like the de- detective says hey I'll stay on my toes. You stay on your feet. And, well, I'll find her before the fight's over. Mm-hmm. So he's out doing all this. Finds the last guy. Finds where he is. Sees Terry Bradshaw. And man, this is like immediately like he comes in the door like gun ready. And Terry Bradshaw like whips around with a gun at him. He ducks, fires, shoots him in the head. Yes. Like, it's, a, it's a pretty good like head squib that goes off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, that, should, that dude's dead. Yeah. Like, he's done. And it's like, you okay, Lois? And she's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And they just leave. <laughs> like, they leave the, the guy he just like, headshot. I'll, I'll take you back to the fight. He's yeah. not going to throw it. I'm going to take you back. Right. Yeah. And they basically. That guy's fucked. They uh, get word to one of his trainers. Yeah. The kid, right. like the kid of the group who like in between one of the rounds is like, okay, they got Lois. Yeah. You can take him down. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And but he he doesn't. It like, takes he, him a while. He's just well, yeah. he's just still fighting the guy. a few more rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, they say this was supposed to go down in the last the last round. But like you're as you're watching the movie, there is a round where he's like the Irish Joe guy leans over and is like, next round you go down. Yeah. And like they they finish that whole round. Right. It's not the last round. Yeah. And there's another round after that and Hammer yeah. finally beats him. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. And, and meanwhile, yeah, Sid <laughs> Sid is sitting next to William Smith and like Sid's like, Oh, he's just making a good show of it. He's right. going down the next round. Yeah. And William Smith is like getting increasingly angry. Just glaring at him. Yeah. And he Sid is just, yeah, this is great. It's a it's a good fight. It's he's putting on a great show. This mm-hmm. guy's a showman. Yeah. So good. He's gonna go down, of course. <laughs> but yeah. and, and no. again, I like the way these fights are filmed. A lot of it's like first person stuff where you yeah. know the, the fists are coming at the camera and I think There's the last of, fight goes on a bit too long. Yeah, it does. It definitely goes on too long because you keep waiting for Hammer to just be like, because I'm the, I'm the fucking hammer and just like launch him into the right. stratosphere. Well, yeah. And there's a complete round where like of no consequence. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's basically Nothing like, happens. all right, they fought for three minutes and then they went <laughs> all, back to their like corners. Said, all that did was like, wasn't that supposed to be the last round? Yeah. yeah. From what we were told. Yeah. But now he has another round. And that's the thing is like, I guess one could say this is what like Rocky did when it became a big hit was revolutionized like sports 
filmmaking. Yeah. Because like they this never they never <laughs> give you the glorious like final hit. It's just kind of like you know this is like old school boxing. They're right. just like t- almost taking as many shots as they are giving, and then eventually it, one just hits and he goes down. Right. And it's never like a slow motion like you know like this is the haymaker. Yeah, there's nothing spectacular about it. It's just lands a bunch of punches and then finally the guy goes down. And I appreciate that the guy is not he's fighting is not a total chump. Like he's they're pretty evenly matched for the whole thing. It's just finally hammers just like I've got to turn it on and really beat this guy there. They're when he does decide that he's not going down. It's not like he suddenly becomes this brilliant boxer. It's still like, man, this this is one tough white boy. He says when he sits down in the corner at one point, Um, yeah, so it's definitely a more realistic fight. Yeah, but yeah, but like he he wins. Everyone is like, yay. And like. It's the most orderly and immediate exiting of an arena ever. Oh, people are like, we gotta get it's home. It's like, ding, ding, <laughs> hands over the head. And like, everyone's just like, well, uh, yeah. 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 I was taping Barney Miller. I yeah. Go. <laughs> yes. And like William Smith and all his goons just surround Sid in the stands mm-hmm. and just wait for everyone to leave. And there's just this shot of them looking at each other while they all look around the arena. Like, is everyone gone? Is everyone gone? Is everyone mm-hmm. gone? And it's like, come on, Sid. <laughs> they rip him out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird, like, I mean, they're escorting him out and like he throws there's a like they're coming down the aisle and like oh, a guy is like, a, like a, kid, a, mob. a kid is coming up to like sweep the aisles or whatever and yeah. he like grabs them and throws them on and kind of starts this chase where like he's trying to get away yeah doesn't get very far at all no. and they end up like shooting him but like as they're shooting him like hammer and company are coming through this door and they're like they got him get him yeah and so they just like take off after him and well like sid goes down really over dramatically he yeah. just spins around oh, like yeah. oh heavens to betsy i've mm-hmm. been shot um so like it takes a couple shots for him to finally go down and to stop overacting um but like hammer has picked up derville martin and his friends along the way so they yeah, are now they're buddies this, again yeah they're all you know it's like oh okay we'll come help you so it this just leads to a chase into a parking garage where everyone just has business to do with it's one a another. Bru-ha-ha. Yeah, it's just like let you and me pair up and let's Even fight. Even though dudes had guns, like that's the weird thing. All the dudes with guns just immediately take off at the sight of Hammer and his friends chasing mm-hmm. him, which is yeah, I mean, intimidating, sure, but you guys have guns. Yeah. You can end this real quick, just like you ended Sid, mm-hmm. real quick. <laughs> you could just Yep. But But no, they yeah. get they get beat down eventually. And Hammer somehow like ends up at the at the back of the pack. Yeah, he's behind I guess yeah. he stopped. And William to, Smith ends up behind yeah. the other buddies so it's the geography yeah. of it is the buddies. The, the buddies are there it gets down into a parking garage and it becomes a fist fight where hammer is like diving between parking columns mm-hmm. as he's being shot at and just kind of does this move where he jumps up on like a old car and it's supposed to look like this cool like you know wrestling move from the top rope bring it like, down the hammer but like it kind of doesn't the way it's filmed. Yeah, it's just yeah. like not filmed well. It kind of just looks like he jumps off the car and goes, ha, huh. <laughs> which he probably did not to you know knock yeah. the guy out. But yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, he just basically gets William Smith at a, you know, everyone else goes down in their various ways. And, but yeah. he gets William Smith and has to like double shot him through this car window, but eventually like defenestrates him through this window. Yeah. And then he's oh, just got man. the, he's got the goofiest reaction shot to being, head through the window like yeah his face is all comically but bloody tomato yeah. soup blood all yeah. over his face and he just like Duh. he's giving like the cross-eyed <laughs> uh, yeah like you should face. see cartoon birds swirling around <laughs> his head <laughs> yep yeah but then the cops like all right good yeah let's get everything cleaned up here right here's lois <laughs> and hammer's like all right cool it's lois let's get out of here baby 
You know, it's like okay, and, yeah. and they I, ha- they have a final shot like it's the marquee outside, mm-hmm. and um, like they have the light post kind of covering up the Irish guy's name or whatever, yeah. so that really all you see is you know BJ Hammer. Hammer. It's yeah. kind of an interesting like it's an interesting last shot of the movie, but yeah, yeah the first and last shots are good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but I just love that he went almost ten rounds with a dude who he said. This guy's rough. This guy's lasting a long time. Yeah, and then has the energy to get in a fight with with William yeah. Smith, not and just get into a fight, but just be Superman leaping all over the place. Yeah, hey, it's adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. it's like I got to fuck up William they, Smith. They the guy's did, an like, asshole. From the second yeah. he shows up out of the door after Sid gets shot, like they gave him this weird, like puffy face makeup. Like it's yeah. really it weird looks looking. Weird. Yeah, and he's went. And he's in like a red jumpsuit. Yeah. It's it's all kinds of weird, but yeah, yeah, happily ever after. Good job, Hammer. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Hammer. Yeah, definitely. So, Stargrove. obvious thing, Stargrove, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we can all Stargrove. concur on that. There's, Absolutely. There's two songs that basically are Stargrove-y in this one. Yep. Yep. Double Stargrove. Man, yeah. pretty good. So then we rate it. Uh, I'll go. Okay. <sighs> Through, like, the first parts of this movie, I was, I was really pumped. I was digging everything about this movie, because, like, the way people interact is like is so magical like it, it's one of those movies mm-hmm. that like man i want to be in this time in this place interacting with these people in yep. this way and then like somewhere along the way of a montage this movie decides it wants to be some sort of real movie but it's still directed by kind of the inept director from the first half so it's That's like true. it's weird because like the first half is like Inept in like such a fun way because like the way people interact with each other, just the things they say, it's all good. And like the places they go, you're like, man, I want to go there, even if it's shitty. I just would like to be there. Mm-hmm. And then like the second it t- tries to start being like a real boxing movie, it really kind of loses me. So I think my final rating is going to be three jocks. Like I still really like this movie. It's just, man, when it, just, it starts trying to be a real movie, there's a lot of things that it does wrong. There's still good parts peppered in there, like the, you know do us all a favor die thing like that's a great line and there's great lines in there but like when it's trying to be serious and have a plot is when it actually fails the most mm-hmm. is the strange thing about it yeah yeah um i'll go it um i, I think the movie is really solid i so yep the 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 music for me is the star of this movie. The the soundtrack, especially that it goes on for at least the first 12 minutes or so, it seems like it's never going to stop. And it's great. I mean, the mm-hmm. music in this movie is fantastic. The It's used in scenes effectively, like when you want something happening and they play the right, like the car chase music and the fight music and everything. It's it's all yeah. really good. Um, everything about the movie start to finish to me is competent and it, there are various levels of it's great. Oh, it's good. It's, Oh, that was a bit long. That scene was kind of pointless, but it, it fluctuates up and down a lot. There's just nothing in it. That's like this, you know, it it doesn't have like the slaughter moment of something. It doesn't have, Mm. it doesn't have that thing you can point to and go, Oh man, that scene, it doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. However, I think it's very enjoyable. I think it's very entertaining. I had a lot of fun watching it. I'm going to give it four jocks. I really liked it. It's just, there's just not that thing in it to go, wow, that mm-hmm. it's just, there's a lot of good to it. And I think, I, I just think it's really, uh, like I said, solid. It's a solid movie. Yeah. I guess I feel a lot more lukewarm on it. Cause I'm only going two jocks. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, I felt like it went on for too long and it kind of spins its, and it's because it spins its wheels a lot in a lot of sections 
you know, there, there, it feels like with modern editing, you would have taken a bunch of chunks out and gotten where you needed to go just as fast, mm-hmm. which is weird because like in the beginning, man, it's like, bam, 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 suddenly, oh, here we are, you know, and it's like, wow, that was like five minutes and you've covered a month, yeah. you know, but then later on, it's just like that last fight seems to take forever. And there's just a lot of like, it feels like William Smith doesn't get what should be coming to him. <laughs> no. You know, yeah. like, like, I mean, yeah, he gets the bloody face through the car window, but it's like, no, like that guy needs to die. Like that guy needs to get murdered by Fred Williamson. He killed Sid. Yeah. Killed like, that guy. Well, yeah. And, and Sid is just weird and, and almost anticlimactic the way he dies as mm-hmm. well. Even like, it feels like it should be a bigger deal than it is in mm-hmm. the movie. So there, there's just a lot of stuff that just didn't quite work though. Man, there are some good lines in this movie and it has flavor. Yeah. Like, especially in the dialogue, there's just long stretches oh, of dialogue yeah. where you're just like, wow, what? I don't know what they're saying exactly, but it's I like it. It sounds great. <laughs> it there, sounds really yeah. good. There is a speech that Sid gives early in the movie about dealing with, you know, low level, un- uneducated black men of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he is a black man who started from there. So, like, he can turn on the like, suddenly I'm going to, you know, talk street to you and, and, right. and earn some respect. But he goes on like this thing and like the way he explains it, it's like. It should. It could be like part of a book. Like it's like the Seven Habits of yeah. Highly Successful, you know, Mob Bosses or something like that. <laughs> right. Because like the way he just explains, like, no, this is like this is the strategy. Oh, when for... he's talking to his lady. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Well, like like he he does the whole thing with Hammer when he first meets him, where yeah. they're like trying to establish dominance over yeah. each other and stuff, and eventually they just kind of come together and have this agreement. But like when Hammer leaves, he has this. He explains it all to the white lady. Yeah. Like, here's she's why just I talk to him like, like that. What the hell was any of that? She's just kind of looking at him that. He's like, oh, here's why I talk like that and, mm-hmm. and what I was doing. And like, it's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good speech. Yeah. I just, I, I guess what I wanted more out of this was Fred Williamson being less, like, more proactive and less just like, I just want to stay out of it. Yeah. Like, like, if it just, he feels very much like he just doesn't want to even be in any part of it and that kind of takes away from a lot of it whereas like you know you think of something like slaughter and he was just like i'm gonna go beat everybody's ass let's do this <laughs> yeah you know and it's like this guy should be like that yeah this doesn't have a whole lot of that like classic kill whitey you fucked with the hood now the hood's gonna fuck you up yeah there's really sort none of, of like yeah and there's plenty of racism to go around mm-hmm. but there's there's no like there's no strong revenge element except for you know uh Brenner uh, getting it in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate because like the big bad is the subsequent guy that we never see, and like he never like is like, oh, that I'm gonna go get him. It's mm-hmm. a Patreon word there. Mm-hmm. Obsequious, nice, pretty okay. good. But yeah, like you you never get a, a chance to for for the guy who's really causing all the trouble to get it. You never get the guy who who's causing all the trouble on the ground to really get it. Um, I mean, face full of glass is is pretty bad, but it's not like. It's not the, you know, extended, like, Fred Williamson just beats him to death in front of everyone scene. You know, like, they both take their shirts off and he... And Fred Williamson just whips his ass, um, which is kind of what he deserves. Uh, But all in all, I'm kind of lukewarm on this as a Banff cast movie. Like, I feel like it's about a two jocks worth Banff cast movie. Mm -hmm. Um, The first half has more, pardon the expression, punch to it. Um, and then it kind of settles down into a, you know, just a steady rhythm of a of, of a movie, and that's that's fine. But it doesn't have the the BMF cast, you know, it's snarl it, to it's it. Almost, it's almost a legit movie. Like, I think it, it is it, a legit I mean, movie. I, I, yeah. think I, I think it's. I think it is. I think it kind of is. 
I think it's made well enough and it's made straight enough to be just a legit, pretty decent boxing movie. Right. Well, I mean, this um, is the kind of thing you should like point to when you're when you're leading up to Rocky. I mean, this is really like Rocky saw and stole some things out of this and then yeah. did it, uh, you know, in a different way. Yeah. You know, and like leading forward from that, like sports movies in general. Like, but this is like the kind of thing where you like you should point to it like bullet in the car chase. You know, everyone loves you know talks about that in, like this you know way, but like we've done it better. You know, it's more like this is like the building blocks, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing to what we got later. Proto-Rocky. Yeah. Once again, the white man steals something from the black man. Mm-hmm. Two jocks. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. This, this is just like Rocky if the black guy won. Oh, wait. This is just like Rocky 2 if the black guy won. Yeah, it is. It's Rocky 2. <laughs> Rocky 2, the black guy won. Right. Exactly. Still racist. <laughs> Well, yeah. It, well, <laughs> Rocky became increasingly racist the longer it went on because he beat Mr. Yeah. T after Third base. Yeah. All right. We should take a break. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd let you take us to the break for once. That's fine. I'm good with that. Break. All right. Welcome back. Hey, hey second half. Two yeah, parts. Half number two. Yeah. So who's got movies and things? Uh, I have a thing. <laughs> I realized <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really stay for this discussion. Did anybody else have a movie? Not a movie, no. No? Uh, I did. Oh, okay. I'm back and talking about briefly. Mackie has a movie. You have like a newer movie? Because mine are pretty old. We usually do it by order of newest movie. I do not have a newer movie. Is it newer than but, the early 80s? <laughs> I have something that's newer than the early All 80s. Right, please go. Um, I, I started watching the first season of, uh, I guess, an Australian TV series called Danger 5. Um, I think that's been recommended to us by a couple folks, and um, I was... I, I cannot even describe my thought process for choosing that, other than I saw it on Netflix, and I've been seeing it for a while. I'm like, I should... Maybe I'll take a look at that. Maybe I'll wait. But um, it was in easily digestible 24-minute chunks, and I could manage that with what I was doing last night. And... I will say I was I was hesitant, like, well, I wasn't hesitant. I was just not expecting much based on what I had heard and what I'd seen. I was not really expecting it to be palatable, even. I was going to, you know, give an episode a try and then, you know, probably come and talk shit about it was my expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched the entire first season, and it's surprisingly good if you can kind of get into it and get what they're doing. Like it's that level of parody that is, I know we talk about, uh, talk a lot about how some things are too self-aware and they suffer for it, but this somehow works kind of in the same way that Archer works. Um, it's, it's live action. It's got, uh, goofy miniature, goofy miniatures for their special effects. It's cheesy. It's got, it, plays up a bunch of stereotypes of, uh, at that time, uh, sort of, I guess, 60s spy action TV shows. It's, um, it's, it's kind of um, Team America if the puppets were people. It is. I mean, I haven't... I'm I've, saying, like, everything else is, like, yeah. stupid like Team America, but the people themselves are, like, actual people, and then right. everything surrounding them is as goofy as Team America. Right. Um, and it is it is surprisingly good. Like, it, they, they have a... a 
running joke about trying to trying to kill Hitler. So it's like it's supposedly set in this weird fifties or I'm sorry, forties, but futuristic sort of thing. It's like the timeline is sort of strange. Like it seems like it feels like the sixties, but it's set in the forties and odd in that way. And of course the, the leader of the danger five is a guy that has an Eagle for a head and, uh, anything that's flying, you can see the strings, but like you can see the strings on purpose. It's, right. it's weird how contrived it is, but how well it works for being that. Like, I, th- I think the, the humor actually lands and I laughed out loud by myself in my apartment several times. Um, so if you like that sort of camp type stuff, um, I would actually heartily recommend it. I, I think it's pretty damn good. Um, and there's a weird thing that that kind of that I liked, and that is, even though it's this weird sort of '60s '40s hybrid future thing, a lot of the little touches are like period accurate to the time frame. Um, so, like a thing that I that I always pay attention to are the firearms in a in a show or right. or movie, and they're all like they're all period accurate. And then they actually do a thing in the second season where they move to a different, you know, they move to a different time and all the firearms from there are period accurate as well. It's, it's very strange. Like it's, it's strange that they paid that much attention to that sort of thing. And they pay a lot of attention to a lot of other little things. And, and you'll see as you, as you watch the show, it's, it's pretty delightful. So I, I really enjoyed that danger five. It's on Netflix. Um, I recommend it. I was doing some research on streaming stuff and for some reason was just like, let me plug this in. And I look for Order of the Black Eagle, which is still not streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. However, Unmasking the Idol is on Amazon Prime streaming. Right. Right now. Right. And so I watched that, <laughs> which I was, I'd forgotten how many similarities that has to Order of the Black Eagle. It's like, it's almost like, the test run for Order of the Black Eagle, where Order of the Black Eagle was like, okay, we got all this right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make unmas- Unmasking the Idol bad at all. It's just, there's... It feels like the movie my friends and I would have made when we were 12 if we had access to a budget and explosives and a baboon. <laughs> and it's, like, it's... And it's interesting because it's it's played 95% straight-faced, and there's that one last 5% where they're just like, Eh, yeah, fuck it. We're get, we're making that joke. Yeah, you know. And I was able to forgive that because it's such this crazy ass blend of like Indiana Jones and James Bond and like every canon ninja movie. So it's yeah, it's great. I I still kind of wish we'd been able to do it for an episode, but I understand why we we didn't because we're all like yeah, like half of us have seen it already, and I was like fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that movie's that movie's great. Since we can't watch Order of the Black Eagle, watch that instead because it's it's almost as good. Yeah, I remember uh, Order of the Black Eagle was on MGM HD in November of last year. I think mm-hmm. there was a couple of airings of it, and I remember tweeting it out and hearing back from MGM HD saying, "Yeah, it's not going to be on for a while, so mm-hmm. this is your shot." That kind of sounded to me like maybe someone's got the rights to it and something's going to happen with it. Man, I hope so. I, I just I like. I want to know so much about how those movies got made because they clearly had a budget, like a real budget. 
They had money. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, like like a canon movie budget, let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Yes. But like, so many people involved in them just vanished. Like, didn't do anything but those two movies. So yeah. I, it feels like there are a ton of stories out there about the director, about the guy who played Duncan Jacks, about all of that, like, that will, I want to find out at some point. It was I'd love all to hear it. local North Carolina filmmaking. Yeah. And I'm sure that movie was funded all by local businesses. Uh, they were all yeah, murdered by they, a million They Williams cast films. it locally. I mean, it was just. Yeah, but I mean, like everyone like behind the camera, like, like everyone involved in the making of it, like it's. Yeah. You you can't tell that it's like. You exactly. Know. That's the, that's the thing is like, that's what's so weird is like the director doing next to nothing. I think, didn't you say he did like a couple other things besides those? Oh, he's two? done some stuff. The director has worked. Yeah, okay. the director has. Well, but just, like all the, like it feels like everybody else involved in it. Right. And that's what I mean. Like normally you see things like this and they end up like good or bad and they end up like Samurai Cop, you know I mean? They're, mm-hmm. Or uh, Miami Connection. I mean, they just end up being like kind of like so fun because they're a disaster. Yeah. And like. Those are both fairly competent movies. I mean, it's they're goofy. It's they're strange like, how competent they are. Yeah, but they're like exactly what we want yeah. in our movies. They're like to a T. Yeah. yeah. They're it's, kind of what like the current crop of self-aware things that are coming out now. It's kind of what these movies are legitimately. Yeah. That's kind of what like this rash of like Kong Kiri and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of directly aping this kind of movie, which was taking itself, taking all of it seriously even though it was goofy. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's doing like the self-aware thing. Like, oh man, this is what the eighties movies yeah, were like. I mean, they were like, crazy. There's a briefing scene where he's like acting like a teacher oh, and yeah. giving everyone the briefing. And yeah. then the monkey, the baboon <laughs> keeps trying to ask a question and he keeps ignoring him and answering everyone else's <laughs> questions. Yeah. Like that's just like, it's, it's played just jokingly enough that mm-hmm. it works, but yeah. I just like that those two movies exist and there's never an explanation of this backstory. Like what this, you know, like the whole like, the hell is this organization? Why the hell does he have a baboon? Like, yeah, it's just accepted fact. It's like, hey, this guy's a super spy and he's got a fucking baboon. That's just the way it is. Deal with it. And I love that so much of how he gets into places is like sending the baboon out. And people are like, oh, my God, look at that baboon. He's in a suit. That's (laughs) crazy. And then he's like, he's ninja star to the neck, you know, (laughs) because they're too busy looking at a goddamn baboon. It's uh yeah, it's on. It's on Amazon. Watch it. It's it's great. It's it's everything we want. Uh, so I watched a pair of movies. Um, it ended up being a pair because that's what I do. Is like I watch something and be like, oh yeah, this reminds me. I should also watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started with I watched uh The Hunger, nineteen eighty three's The Hunger. Never seen uh-huh. it. Um, I just was like it was on my list of shame of things I'd never seen. Uh, you know, David Bowie's recent passing. I was like, man, I should probably finally watch this. Uh-huh. Watch this movie. And I like Tony Scott. I like mm-hmm. Tony, well, Tony mm-hmm. Scott's done a lot. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I I barely know how to register the hunger. Like that's how odd of a movie it is. All right. Like I mean, it, it's kind of one of those. Like, it, it just kind of took me aback. I'm like, like, what? What is this? And why have I not heard of this? And this is Tony Scott. Like, I mean, like mm. everything about it was just like, there's so very little about anything there in the rest of his career in that movie. Mm-hmm. Other than like, as I said on Twitter, I was like, I think Tony Scott and Ridley Scott used the same dove guy from like, <laughs> yeah. from the early eighties. Cause like this has like all the shots that Blade Runner has with doves and shit mm. are in this too. Like mm-hmm. slow motion doves and dark, strangely like harsh lighting situations. So, 
I don't know. It's an interesting movie. If you've never seen it, I would say see it, but like mm-hmm. I just don't know how to process this movie. Like yeah. I, I understand it's also one of those movies that suffered from like test screenings and changing things and stuff like that. So I feel like there's some other movie out there, like you know, I guess if it hasn't happened yet, we're not gonna see like some the hunger director's cut because mm-hmm. well, you know. Yeah. 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 But it's just weird that like three years later they're like, let's let this guy make our jet fighter movie. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hollywood was weird. Also, like, yeah, but man, that that intro credit sequence <sighs> is so great. It's so weird and it's so great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to think I. Well, this is like this is off. Like this is outside the regular podcast. This will be Patreon content if we say. Okay. But like we were talking like not officially on the cast about like I think we were talking about Bauhaus and like yeah. you know trolling jukeboxes and things like that. And <laughs> oh yeah, song mm-hmm. literally opens with "Bell of the Ghosties Dead." So oh. yeah, that's the opening credit sequence song, and then they're they're never in the movie again, and all that kind of music is gone, and I don't know what the fuck that that intro is about. Like it it's does- it's one of those like. It's one of those. To like, me, it's it's like a mission statement type thing, almost. Yeah, a little bit, but because like all the characters are all all the actors are in it, but they're not any they're not their same parts or anything. Like it does just doesn't make sense. Like like the the, the credit sequence. All right, the thing about a credit sequence is like you need to address the movie, possibly sum it up, and 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 paint the picture of where you're going. And this actually did the opposite of that. I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool credit sequence, but it actually harms the movie overall because mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon shows up in this pre-credits thing where it's like these, you know, gothy industrial vampire dudes in the yeah. early eighties and like doing their vampire thing. But like, she's part of it. And then like the actual movie starts, she has she's a doctor. She has nothing to do with this, and it's like mm-hmm. it never it fits. Spoils itself. It, well, I'm just saying it never fits into the where the movie. So mm-hmm. it, it's I don't know. It's all very odd. So I'm gonna move on to the next movie, which is a little bit okay. a lot more palatable by by our definition of things. Another va- early or 80s vampire movie that I'd never seen. I, I watched Near Dark. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen Near Dark. Also, mm-hmm. another director that I like, Catherine Bigelow's yep. I think second movie. Yep. So. Um, this one was a lot more in our wheelhouse of things. Like I almost like in watching it now, I'm like, it's, I think it's pretty highly regarded. And it's actually a pretty good movie, but it feels pretty close to, it's like a well-made Bamfcast movie. I would say. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people love near dark. Yeah. I, I, that, that'd probably be one of those, like we might have an internet defense force come after us kind of right. thing if we did it. But, um, it's cool and it's very stylistic and you can see like you can see a lot more of early Catherine Bigelow in this. Like you see where her c- career trajectory was set via things like this. Whereas Tony Scott just feels like, I don't know, I made this weird fucking art house vampire movie. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, now I'm going to go make a jet fighter movie and make action movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Near Dark is very... Other than like it, it kind of just takes like vampire rules and eventually just throws the book out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just doesn't matter to what it's going for. But like this is like a I, if I don't, I don't know if anyone else here has seen it. I, I yeah okay. So it's it's like a early precursor to like the from Dustal Dawn model of like you know let's kind of paint a picture and then sort of like close ourselves off into small sets and have to fight our ways way out of it kind of kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. it. it but it, it stays pretty entertaining throughout, and I would, I, I would, I could very easily recommend that one. Uh, the Hunger is more like a curiosity. I think you should see, mm-hmm. like, just because, like, you know, you may love it if you like weird ass movies, and there's and there's good stuff in it. It, it. it looks cool. Like Hunger looks amazing, but like, I don't know. I just have no idea what the hell that movie is about. Yeah. I just, I just know like, 
Anne Rice was somewhere just salivating while watching this movie <laughs> and probably couldn't like type fast enough to get the vampire Lestat out the next year. Wow. Because like I was like, holy shit, they made a vampire Lestat movie. I had to like Google it and I was like, oh, that book came out after. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I watched uh near dark a couple years ago for the thing I do. And uh, what thing is that? It's a thing. Uh, but you mean 31 horror movies in 31 days. Yeah, that is that at youtube.com slash water. It is. Um, I didn't, I just, I didn't get it. And I didn't get it to the point where I didn't even make a video of it because I was just, I knew the backlash would just be insane. And I was just like, I don't get this movie. Like this movie has such a rabid fan base at this point. It's like grown to like, Oh my God, near dark. You got to see it. And then I saw it and I was like, eh, really? I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I need to see, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but like, it literally did something that I had never seen this movie. Don't think I'd ever seen any stills or knew much about it other than like, I hate to say it, like the Bill Paxton on the, on the recent covers that the cover art that's been going around mm-hmm. looks like Dean Ambrose. From yeah. WWE. Yeah. It does. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Like yeah. I was like, Oh, that's Bill Paxton. But there, there's a shot in this. Like I, having never seen a frame of this movie, it started happening. And I was like, Oh God damn it. They're doing the idea I had mm. where vampires are holed up in a building and the building's being shot at. So, rays of sunlight are going mm. all different direction and i'm like holy shit that's i, I had that idea of, and i don't know if i've <laughs> seen it somewhere else before and i just thought i had an original thought I'm pretty well, sure from, it's in john carpenter's vampires too and it, from dust till dawn yeah. also oh, okay it's I just, just yeah it's i guess well they i probably all stole it from here yeah <laughs> thieves. thieves yeah well it's cool it's it probably shot better here than is any of those yeah. other ones but i i think that movie is most notable for basically having the entire supporting cast of aliens in it yep like just everyone's like <laughs> it's pretty remarkable in that, mm-hmm. that yeah. regard so Meh. anyway so yeah that's right. my vampire double feature cool so you guys want some emails and voicemails would love some mm-hmm. give it to us i will give it to you yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah take it uh gonna start out with scott from dallas who writes and says super eight ain't so great he said, recently saw a little film by the name of Bloodstream, a UK ma- movie made in the who knows whens, whose ambition was to put on the famous video nasties list. Instead of making that list, this 8mm open quotation marks film, close quotation marks, almost never saw the light of day. I'm not sure who found it or why they released it, but it's made its way to a dollar screening at the Alamo Drafthouse near me. Bloodstream tells the story of a horror movie director who has been financially abused by his producer, who has fired him, taken his latest film, and then distributed it so he could retain 100% of the profits. The director decides to get his revenge by killing everyone the producer has ever loved. It all comes off a tad too personal, and the wonky 8mm aesthetic only kind of works. What makes me bring this to bring this film to your attention is the rather clever way that they got around a very common terrible movie problem, padding. In a lot of these movies, they try to pad out the runtime by having long pauses of nothing or filming a person doing a thing in unnecessary detail. Mm-hmm. For this, the actual director took his actual short films and treated them as clips from the in-movie director's past horror films and had the in-movie director watch his films as inspiration. It's rather clever and is pretty much the only thing this film does right. I strongly recommend you skip this for the podcast, <laughs> but on the bright side, there's likely to not be any copyright problems if a certain YouTube reviewer wants to take a crack at it. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that might be Chuck, who does a 31 and 31 uh, series every October. That you can find at youtube.com slash watercooler. Yep, that's Stop right. It. In other news that's totally unrelated, you owe us 10 bucks now, Chuck, by the way. Oh, yeah. so there's your plug. Your Patreon has to donate to our yeah. Patreon. Okay, and then you can <laughs> donate to my Patreon. In other news that's totally unrelated to your podcast or the month of May, I've been trying to track down enjoyable bad animated movies that were originally aimed at adults instead of at children. Mm. Baby's Kids does not hold up. Evil Tunes is very dull. Cool World is a fucking train wreck. I'm fixing to take the plunge into Seinfeld's B movie. If my lack of success continues, I may end up watching over a dozen bad anime again. May God have mercy on my soul. Crash and burn, Scott from Dallas. Don't, don't. If you haven't watched B movie, don't because we're not going to watch that. That's we're not going to watch any of it. None well, of those just, things. Yeah, I mean, B movie's like it's good in like, Dream in DreamWorks movie. Good. It's you know okay. Yeah. It's no better or worse than ants. Over the hedge, any other mm. thing I can start naming them. Yeah. Ice Age. Yes. That's yeah. Fox, though. What Not DreamWorks. Yep. Do you want to do a voicemail? Let's break uh, it up. Sure. <gasps> hey, BAMCast. This is Jack. I'm calling in response to the comments about the Hateful Eight 70 millimeter. Uh, why aren't more things done in film? Um, I spent 13 years working at a drive in movie theater in the mid 80s to late 90s. And one of the big drawbacks of film is it's freaking heavy. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever actually seen film when it comes into a theater. It comes in giant canisters, and it has to be put together, and it will rip your hands off if you carry those canisters too far. Not to mention the fact that it takes a good hour to hour and a half to put together a film. And you have to tear down the old film when it's done to send it back. So while there's a lot of nostalgia about how great it looks on film, and how wonderful it is. With today's technology, you literally get a hard drive, you plug it in, and you hit a button, and that's it. And that whole movie's loaded on the projector. I'm not here to warrant the goods and bads of digital versus film. I'm just saying that it's very time-consuming, and there's a lot of shipping costs involved when you had to deal with film. And back to an earlier podcast, talking about why don't drive-ins show the trailers and go to the lobby with the dancing food, telling me what to buy. We had one of those. We found it in the back of a closet, and we thought, oh, this will be fun. We'll put that in there. You know what happens? Nobody goes to the lobby. You don't sell any food at the concession stand because everybody's watching the trailer. Movie theaters make money on concessions. So the cute little nostalgic concession trailer completely defeated the purpose. Anyway, I'm mobile. But I'm sending this from the payphone and HN's Golden Dragon. I just want my truck back. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jack. You nice por- history you lesson. Need, you need the Shop Express. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Film weighed a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. Yep. Especially IMAX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like picking up a Cadillac. I went to a screening once for The Odd Couple 2. It was like a preview screening or something banger yeah and (laughs) they had put the reels together out of order did anyone notice (laughs) not at first okay at first it was weird the way the the cut happened it seemed like a joke (laughs) tarantino's the odd couple (laughs) it was it was really strange it was such a dramatic uh, dramatic dramatic cut that people were like oh well that's funny and then like the next time it happened you were like oh god this this is not (laughs) this is (laughs) this is so wrong Mm -hmm. um so we had to go get passes. But yeah, that I mean, because, you know, film would come in those reels and you would get yeah. like seven or eight reels for a movie and yeah, you would have to about that. put them together. 
You have to uh, put them together in one, into one giant reel, right? Yeah, and just then, a giant platter. Yep. You would just spin them onto this gigantic platter. Well, so, sometimes they used to have two projectors. Yep. That's what the cigarette burns are for. So right. They, they go and flip over to them. No one to flip the yeah. script. But, man, that was just, that was like, that was a, a lesson in, oh, man, <laughs> you really got to pay attention to film. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's have, fucked up the odd couple, too. <laughs> have, have you all ever been in a theater where uh, the film stuck and it burned? Yes. Yeah. I've had that happen to me before. I've never have. Yeah. I don't know how. Happened to me I twice think. in St. Augustine. I'm trying. I think it happened to me in when I saw Lost Highway. Oh, you must have thought that was part of the movie. No, <laughs> yeah. well, I'd seen it already. It was a, it was a second or third viewing. I I like that movie a lot. So when I first saw it, so oh okay. So. I, no, I still like it. But I mean, I'm just saying. Like I, I was like one of those like, hey, I grabbed somebody else and be like, we're gonna go see this movie. And I think it was like. They looked at me like, is this part of the movie? I was like, no, this is not part of the movie. <laughs> this is not Gremlins 2. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to go get Hulk Hogan. No, basically, they, they basically, like, we, stu- we stood around. Like, they, I don't know why, but they had us go- leave the theater. Like, there wasn't very many people in the theater. They're like, please come outside. Mm-hmm. And we stood there for about 10 minutes, and they were like, yeah, we're not going to get this fixed anytime soon. It really it messed up the projector, and they just refunded our money and yeah. we had to leave. Well... Is that still when film was really, really flammable, or is film always no, been flammable? No, 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 okay. no, no, I've not been alive since film was that flammable. Okay, yeah. I don't uh, know is, that much about this. Is no, just the that, heat from that, the lamp. Like, that's that was like thirties and f- I, that started about stopped about the forties. Glorious bastards. Yeah, yeah. stuff. That right. might have been up. Like some may have still had the silver nitrate film up in the fifties, but I don't think so. I think it was mm. about the forties they realized this is a bad idea. Like yeah. Hindenburg and that. And but this is just like <laughs> the film getting stuck in the gate. And right, it just, and it just melts. wouldn't move, and it just melted because it was fucking million degrees. Yep. You need that right. shit to be bright. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, for three. Can you? Yeah, I was gonna say. Can you even imagine three D film projection? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Burn it! <laughs> <laughs> Don't look directly into it. It's the sun. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, next email up is it's actually a three part email from Chris oh, from shit. New Jersey, but I'm just gonna do the first one for now. Save okay. the other two parts for another time. All right. But, Patreon uh, content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay us to listen to us yeah. read <laughs> But this is uh, yeah. Chris in New Jersey. His first one is uh, part one's a movie night. He says, Hi, Banffcast. Hi. Chris from New Jersey. Hello. Hi, Chris. Aloha. Sending you a multi part email since I get wordy. Read whatever parts you'd like or no parts at all. We're just going to read the first one and save the others. Mm-hmm. Part one I had a movie night some weekends ago with my girlfriend. My girlfriend was flipping through TV and came to rest upon 2012's The Wrath of the Titans. We rarely agree on movies, so I kept flipping through channels. I came across 1979's Mad Max. In a rare moment, she said, yes. well, choose one or the other. So I chose Mad Max. It was only 15 minutes in, so we really didn't miss much. She's never seen it, couldn't understand the Australian accents, and kept asking, what's going on? And why, what are they saying? And where's Mel Gibson? I pointed out Mel Gibson, who was on screen, and she said, really? We finished that movie, and all she could ask was, what was the point of that whole movie? The movie following that was 1999's Lake Placid. You know, the alligator movie with that guy, Brendan Gleeson, as a sheriff. He robbed a bank. Oliver Platt, Bridget Fonda, and Phil Bullman, as my girlfriend called him. That movie was awful. After the mediocrity of Lake Placid was a classic from 1983, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yes! Mm -hmm. I made her watch the opening sequence where Chuck Norris establishes he's the alpha male by kicking out that bandit's teeth and murdering all his followers. She was unimpressed. If we lived together, I would have stayed up to watch the rest of that movie with or without her. The other scene I showed her was when Chuck Norris is buried in his sweet truck and is using its sheer horsepower to escape being buried alive. She still wasn't impressed somehow. Mm-hmm. He also uses the power of beer. Yes, he pours beer over his head and then yells and then drives yep. out of that hole, <laughs> which is physically impossible. 
Yeah. But uh, he says, thanks for all you do, Bamcast. I wish you continued success. Chris from New Jersey. P.S. The Canon Films documentary on Netflix was absolutely awesome, and I have my summer movie watching list filled now. Awesome. It's a good email. You're wrong about Lake Placid. Uh, you should throw your girlfriend away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing about missing the first 15 minutes of Mad Max yeah. is like, the best action scene is the first 15 minutes of Mad Max. It establishes the world. <laughs> yeah, but there, there's a lot, there's a huge car chase going on like yeah. for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so you missed, it's probably the best part. So I, I, I missed part, I think I zoned out for part of that. Lake Placid, never seen it, should I? I would say so. Okay. I think that movie's a lot of fun. Isn't that kind of like the first time we had Betty White swearing at everybody? That was the first instance of like Betty Whiteism going on mm-hmm. of just like, oh, she's a sassy old broad, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but I mean, that movie's got a level of sarcasm to it that at the time especially was not going on in movies. Like the characters are really biting towards each other throughout mm-hmm. that movie, as are the crocodiles. But uh, <laughs> I, I just I saw that in the theater and laughed my ass off. I thought that movie's great. It's like written by David E. Kelly or something like that. It's yeah. it's really strange. It's kind of an intentional B movie type. Yeah, thing. yes, absolutely. Yeah. We could watch it and have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Okay then. But there's like four sequels and fuck that. Oh no. <laughs> and there's like Lake Placid versus Crocosaurus. <laughs> just all sorts of dumb well, shit. Well, of course. <laughs> Robert right. Englund's in all of them. Nah. Uh I got another voicemail. We do. Boo. Hey, Bamscast, it's Josh from Corpus Christi, Texas. I know it's been a while, but I uh, figured I'd give good old Garfield a ring since I uh, haven't heard his dulcet uh, Monday hating tones in a while. Uh, anyhow, uh, just wanted to thank you guys directly for this beautiful copy of Roar that I have recently received from you. I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but I will be doing so very, very soon. I just want to make sure you guys know I got here okay, and it is awesome, and I'm excited. Uh, also, congratulations on the Patreon campaign. Now that uh, Scott from Dallas and I are the primary shareholders in your uh, <laughs> your company, we look forward to uh, to running the show. Uh, expect you know just w- watch a cartoon for Scott, please. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, what I really wanted to get to, uh, fuck cartoons at the moment, is uh, <laughs> 1990 year kind of went off like a bus for me. I was really looking forward to one movie and it didn't happen. Maniac Cop Two. And I understand you guys haven't seen the first one. Hurry up and watch the first one, and hurry up and watch the second one. It's an action movie under the guise of being a horror movie. It has one of the most unexpectedly amazing chases I've ever seen. It's got the biggest surprise. I, I can't even tell you the surprise. It's got one of your uh, hallmarks coming in at the last moment that I absolutely didn't expect. It's got the most defenestration I've ever seen in a movie. It's got a police station massacre that tops the Terminator tenfold. You guys have got to see Maniac Cop 2. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, uh, probably going on a little while long already. So, uh, help Ramcast, Trash and Burn, Josh out. We're going to watch Maniac Cop. Absolutely. Yeah. Two. Both. Both. As well. Yes. Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. In addition to. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Happening this year. Okay. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Scott was the first Patreon donor and he was the second. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I love how he called anime animated movies cartoons. Cartoons. <laughs> Please yeah, watch I, cartoons. I guarantee he said that to piss Scott off. <laughs> Fuck cartoons. Just watch a fucking cartoon. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, watch that cartoon Akira or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Rover Dangerfield. Maybe, Chuck. Maybe. 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 Did we ever mention, I, I watched Redline. I believe we all got sent copies of Redline. We did. 
Yeah. Did we ever so talk you about that? Mine, and still, it? My body oh, is still not ready for Redline. I've seen Redline. You talked about it. I, I wasn't sure okay, if we were going to do it for an episode or if we were just... Uh, yeah, enough I think time has passed, passed now. A long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Still time might I might not remember. We were stuck in 1990 year. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of threw us off. Yeah. And man, we tried to find an animated movie for 1990. Oh, we nope. tried hard. We also nope. have another uh, anime sitting on our shelf that was sent to us via for animation purposes. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Uh, Demon City. <laughs> it's actually on my other shelf. Oh, uh, it's Demon City Shinjoku or something like that. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I think oh, that was, one. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like uh, yeah. some words. Hot banger. Yeah, yeah that that cartoon <laughs> banger. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sticking on this banger thing, huh? Yeah, it's a pretty good word. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Hot, hot tracks, man. <laughs> bangers. Fucking bangers. All right, uh, last email we're gonna do tonight. It's from Olina. <gasps> From Iceland, our friend from Iceland. Yes, who uh, says Patreon ho, dear Spamcast. Don't call yourself that. Did you know Patreon has a better exchange rate than PayPal? They also accept prepaid credit lines and shells collected in boxes, <laughs> kronas, euros, pesos. No questions. What will they think of next? Remember when I remarked on paying for content? Thanks for making it easy, especially for non-Americans. Don't thank us. Thank Patreon. Accidentally, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but hey, good on them for the exchange rate. Uh, shameless whoring aside, it might be the lack of sun or dealing with teenagers all day, but Chuck is my favorite despite his internet hate of Guardians of the Galaxy and whatever that collection of movies was for the 2014 Golden Jocks. Really, what was that? <laughs> your 31 and 31 brought me to the cast and you're all good guys. Though, one of you is kind of douche cakeish for not liking dogs. I can't remember which one of you, but you're forgiven. I Is it me? It might be you. you it must be me. It we might be you. Love yeah. dogs. Yeah. I, have, I have two fan. dogs. They're I, awesome. I love dogs too. Must love dogs. I do the love story dogs. Of I think it's your buddy's hatred that is probably those are dogs. <laughs> <laughs> In the case of B dog, you're right. Those B-dog are dogs. Is not a dog. He's an abomination. <laughs> the rest of them are dogs. They're puppy slaves, and they have stupid <laughs> animated mouth movement. Kind of do. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You're forgiven. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, Douche cake. Says, I've, I have a question about black exploitation films, but I feel I need to research it more before asking, as there's a large cultural divide regarding the genre. Which, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll be said to know I'm no longer the coolest teacher on campus. Another had an accidental expression of freedom and now holds the title. <laughs> it was a good 10 days. Crash and burn, Olina, except for my Banffcast Patreon street corner hooker boots. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I don't even understand how that's possible. Do, do you have a slip. You have a... Well, if you have a slip, it covers things up. That's why you wear a slip, so it covers things up. You have a slip slides. You have a slip and slide. Listen, if it can happen at halftime of the Super Bowl, <laughs> it can happen anywhere. Even the schoolroom. Wait, did that happen again? Or is that we talking no, about? No, oh, no, no, no. That's not why everyone's talking about Beyonce's ass. Oh. No. Well, I was no, going to watch the Super Bowl. and good. But yeah, but I... Nudity is the universal language. It is. Yeah, Spragenzi boobs. If you want teenagers to like anything you do, mm-hmm. put boobs in it. Nudity yep. is quite literally the gift that keeps on giving. Otherwise, people wouldn't be here anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now that's deep. Yeah. That's, man, yeah. you're right, dog hater. Uh, yeah. But, but hey, thanks <laughs> for cake. thank you for donating to the Patreon. Yes. Thank you to everyone for continuing. Very There's... glad that your Icelandic dollars can <laughs> somehow manifested into American dollars. Yeah. Appreciate it. It is Kronos, right? That's actually their real. I I hope thing. so. Kroner. That's fucking yeah. Kroners. Yeah. Uh, I believe she said shells in boxes. I don't think is, that's uh, actually their, the actual. Their they currency. do. They go to the beach. They pick it's up shells. A shell in a box. Put them in a box. Send them in. 
It is the Krona. Mm-hmm. You're the Krona. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn, you, Chuck. you got me. Boom, son. Fucking nailed you. <laughs> Good job, Hammer. <laughs> Way to bring it down there, Chuck. Hey, man. Way to drop that banger on him. I'm huh? just, yeah, bangers. <laughs> Hashtag bangers with a Z. Of course. <laughs> yes, Reggae Horn to you too. <laughs> Good morning, Reggae Horn to you. Reggae Horn to you too. <laughs> reggae Horn, Reggae Horn. <laughs> also, I love dogs. <laughs> Just want everyone to know that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but why do we fall <laughs> so we can reggae horn? Right. Somebody wanted the fucking Michael Caine voice. So <laughs> I gave them the stupidest version I could think of. Right. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> Hang that banner and play a reggae horn while you do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, Thank you for everyone that's donated to the Patreon. Um, we, I think we mentioned it on the live stream, but we didn't mention it on the show that uh, March 1st is when everything starts as far as, um, you know, perks and all that stuff. Gird the loins of your credit cards. Yeah. And and there is a $25 donation, so we will have an episode where Chuck is not allowed to laugh. As long as that credit card clears. <laughs> yep. Ten- yeah. All of this is tentative. Right? Yeah. If everything falls through before March 1st. Then I Sorry. get to laugh as much as I want. Yes. Lucky you. <laughs> but BJ. Yes? Why don't you tell them how they can find that Patreon and other hot content? Well, it's fairly easy. It's patreon.com slash bmfcast, and uh, they'll give you all the instructions. Um, we are almost to our merchandising goal, which is, uh, what, 250 bucks a month, and yeah. we can start producing some BMFcast-themed merchandise for you guys. Um, we're really excited about that prospect. Uh Everybody who gets in on the Patreon, we are now at the point where everybody who gets in on that will get uh, will get some of this sweet ass bonus content that we've been recording on our car rides for you, um, and we're really excited uh, for you guys to hear the bullshit that we laugh at uh, in cars. It's dumbasses in cars. It was pretty good. The nice was pretty good. Yeah, we had some we had some jokes. Couple, two, three. Yeah, laughing in um, cars with boys. Yeah, laughing in cars with dorks. Uh, but. Even at the at, at the one dollar level, you still get that, um, mm-hmm. and there are some other levels that you can choose for some some fun rewards. And uh, we're trying to as all we're trying to always come up with interesting things to uh, to throw at you guys for uh, for being patrons of us. And we're all extremely humbled and very happy to uh, to have your support. Uh, it has blown us away. IGN.com, and um, <laughs> we don't even know. We will figure out a way to thank you appropriately. Uh, at a later date. But mm-hmm. if you just want to uh, to contact us regularly, you can hit up the website at bmfcast.com. Uh, there's a bunch of buttons on the right-hand side that have uh, that will lead to our, our social things. You can also uh, email us directly, bmf at bmfcast.com, if you want to send us in an MP3 or other uh, sound file uh, voicemail. But if you want to do it the old-fashioned way with a telephone, give us a ring at 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. And that's all the information I have for you for now. That Thanks. is some good information. It's damn fine it's the, information. The best information. Mm-hmm. Top notch. Well, uh, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. <laughs>